All right. We, if you have your Bibles and you want to follow along, the story that I'm going to be looking at today is from Joshua chapter 10. And uh, in, in, our, in the, each week, what we're going to be doing in this series is we're going to look at a story in the Bible where somebody prayed an audacious prayer, went before God and asked for something beyond the ordinary and asked for something impossible and God answered. And so next week, we, or we'll, we'll, we'll continue on throughout this. This morning, we're going to look at, at Joshua. And, um, and what I'm praying is that we will be inspired and that we will be equipped and that our faith will grow. When it comes to prayer, though, as we start this, how many of us would we say we believe that God can do something miraculous, that we believe that God can do something extraordinary in this world and in our lives? How many believe that? We believe that. Almost every single hand is up. It's like, yeah, you know, the other ones that aren't are still sleeping, you know, but we all believe that. If I was to ask this question, how many of you prayed this week for God to do something extraordinary? A few, a few, just a few. We believe it, but we don't often go to him asking for these extraordinary things. We don't often live our lives with that expectation that, God, you can do something this week that is beyond ordinary. You can do something this week that is miraculous. You can do something this week that, that is outside of my control, my ability, my even rational thought to, to see happen, that you can do the miraculous. Why is it that we don't pray like that? Why is it that we don't even pray often? Um, let's be honest. Maybe some of us, when it comes to prayer life, we, we, we're a little uncomfortable. We don't really know how to pray. We, we, maybe we don't, if we're honest, you know, am I, you wonder, am I, am I praying right? You know, some of you, maybe you get bored while you're praying. Maybe you're like me. I got to confess, sometimes there are many times that I will, be, I will start praying and I will never get to the amen because I'll go right to the Z's. I'll fall asleep while I'm praying. Any of you like that? You start praying, and the next thing you know, you're, you're asleep. That happens to me. Or sometimes, you, you know, you get, you know, ADD prayer, you know, where you, you, you start praying, and you say, God, you know, can you do something, you know, m miraculous? Do a miracle. Miracle, miracle. You know, miracle whip would be great, you know. I got to get a sandwich. I'm hungry. You start 80. You start thinking about other things, you know, in life. You start thinking about your lunch. I get distracted while I'm praying, and that happens sometimes. Sometimes you get even intimidated by prayer. You start talking about prayer, and you go, well, you know, there's, there's those people at the church that, are, that are, are great prayers, and then there's me, you know, and the, we always circle up and worship team before church to pray, you know, and there's always different kind of prayer people when you circle up. You know, there's always the intense, you know, prayer person when they're holding hands, and as they start praying, they start squeezing harder, and they start squeezing you know, on that, and then there's kind of, you know, the, the, the dead fish hand that's cold. <laughs> like, give me some life there because you're just, <laughs> it happens. You know, and sometimes you get, you ever get intimidated by, by someone that just prays unbelievable prayers? They start praying and they'll start quoting scripture in the middle of their prayer time. 
They'll say, you know, God, would you, you know, you need to intervene. And in Romans 8, you know, you said you'll work all things out for get together for the good of those. Who, oh, God. And they just start quoting Bible passages. And then it comes to you to pray next. And you're thinking, ah, I don't know what to say. You know, should I say, I can't top that. There's no way. I remember when I first started, you know, praying, I, I would just start saying words, thinking that that was Good, you know, prayer, something like this. God, you know, God, you, you said in, in, in your word that you be there, that you are so good. You know that, God, you're good, 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 good to the last drop. You know, Jesus, you're, you, you know, you're, you're like a good neighbor. You know, you're, you're always there for me. You, you, you know, God, we're covered by your blood. Your blood is thicker than, than water. You know, God, your word is, is so good. It, it melts in your mouth, not in your hands. Because you're just trying to compete with these folks. We get like that and we get a little intimidated by prayer, don't we? Maybe you've lost all respect to your pastor after that. All right. But <laughs> we, three big mistakes that we make when it comes to prayer. Three big mistakes as we, we, we look at this is our prayers are too small. Oftentimes we pray just small prayers. You know, we'll pray, God, be with us today. You ever think about that prayer? God, be with, my, be with us today as we journey through this day. It's going to be hard. As if God's up in heaven and he's saying, okay, I promised in scripture that I would never leave you nor forsake you. I'm God of the universe. I exist everywhere. There is no place on this planet that you can go that I'm not there. But okay, I'll join you today. I guess so. You know, it's just, it's, it's small. God's promised he's going to be there. And, and it's good. We want, we want a reassurance that he's there with us. But sometimes we just pray small prayers. Or, or our prayers are too safe. You know, they're, they're too safe. You know, God, just bless me today. Bless our family. Bless my kids. There's nothing wrong with those prayers. But it's just kind of safe. It's just kind of normal. It's just it's nothing extraordinary in that. Or our prayers are maybe a little too generic. You know, we, we pray this one. Give us traveling mercies. This, I don't know where this is. church going up. This year. Anytime you were driving to another city, give us traveling mercies. I'm not ever quite sure what traveling mercies were, but you were praying for that, that, that you, God, would give you traveling mercies as, as you went from one place. They're just generic prayers. And it's almost as if God is up in heaven saying, ask me something extraordinary ask me something for something that is bigger than that ask me for something that i will reveal myself in a mighty way to you i mean he's god of everything he's god almighty i mean we talked about it we sang about him this morning that he is that he's beyond everything and so we want to go as we start this new year as we look at audacious prayer we want to begin to pray prayers that are big, that are daring, that are specific. Big prayers, daring prayers, specific prayers that we say, God, I'm giving this to you. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I'm going to give this to you. I need your help in this area. Audacious prayers honor God, and God honors audacious prayers. He does. When you look in Scripture, he's not offended by big requests. He's not offended by big dreams. He's actually offended if we don't dream big and think bigger and pray for more. If your prayers aren't impossible to you, they just might be insulting to God. Because why? Because we're, we could 
we can rely on ourselves to get through this. We don't need God's, you know, omnipotent, almighty God to intervene in our lives. There's nothing that God loves more than to keep his promises, than to answer his children, than to do miraculous things in our lives. This, when you look through scripture, this is who he is. This is who God is. And in Joshua 10, there's a story here of, of Joshua praying an audacious prayer. It just might be one of the most audacious prayers in, in Scripture. And as we walk through this story, look at your own life and ask yourself this, God, expand my faith so that I want to pray for more. I want to believe for more. I want to ask for the impossible. I want to dare God to step into moments that I am leaning on you. And so think in your own life. Where in your life right now do you need God to step in in a huge way? Where is it? Maybe it's in your family. Maybe you need some reconciliation, you know, in, in your family right now that, that, you know, I've tried to work this out and it's not working. Maybe there's somebody in your life that's been drifting far off from God and you've been praying for that person and, and you've reached out to them. But God, it's going to take a divine intervention to get them back on track. Maybe it's your finances. We've been going through financial peace. We just started it. And you look at your finances and you've kind of thrown up your arms and say, I don't know how to get out of this mess. I don't know how. I need you, God, to divine in a huge way. Maybe it's a health issue that you're just saying, God, I, I, I can't heal myself. I've gone to the doctor, but it, they, 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 they're treating me. But, God, I need a divine intervention. I need you. Where in your life do you need to dare to believe for the impossible and pray for God to do the amazing? Where is that? Because Jesus didn't save us just so that we could survive and walk through life. He went to the cross to redeem us so that we could thrive in our relationship with him and that we could impact this world for Christ and we could step into moments by faith and watch what God does. And so if you got your Bibles, open up to Joshua chapter 10. Here it is here, Joshua chapter 10. So Joshua marched upon Gigo with his entire army, including his best fighting men. And, and Joshua is leading God's people at this time. They're heading into the promised land. They're going forward, and they're, they're overtaking the promised land, the area that God has given to them, and he's got his best finding. The Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them, for I have given them into your hand. No one of them will be able to withstand you. Just pause right there in a second. Look at that first. It says, this is fascinating. This isn't the heart of the message here, but this is kind of just an appetizer before the main course. Look at what God says. God speaks in the past tense. They haven't started fighting yet. The battle hasn't even begun yet. And he says, I have given them into your hand. You serve a God, and I want you to know today that you serve a God who's not bound by time. He sees into the future. He knows what's going to happen. He's saying, I want you to step into this victorious stop, spot going forward. I know what's going to happen. And from my vantage point, it's already done. So I want you to begin to move with faith, knowing that you have a God that knows it's already done, that's taking care of it. That we've already won because we're walking with the victorious Jesus Christ. We're walking with him. And then it says, after an all-night march from Geigel, Joshua took them by surprise. The Lord threw them into confusion before Israel, who defeated them in the great victory at Gibeon. Israel pursued them along the road going up to Beth Horan and cut them down all the way to Ezekiah, Ezekiah and Micaiah. 
As they fled before Israel on the road down to Beth Horon, the Lord hurled large hailstones down on them from the sky. I love this about the Bible. People say the Bible is boring. Look at this. The hailstones are coming down from, from heaven. More of them died from the hailstones than even were killed by the swords of the Israelites. This is the truth. Is when you step forward by faith, God can do even more in one moment with his favor than you can do a hundred times over trying on your own. God can do more for you and I. And then he goes on in, in verse 12, and it, it gets to this prayer that, that he prays, which is huge. And, and this is the prayer that I want us to be praying here, here at Epic. In, in verse 10, On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said this to the Lord in the presence of Israel, O sun, stand over Gibeon, O moon, over valley of Abijan. Thirteen words that had a cosmic consequence. Thirteen words. This isn't a very long prayer. This is a very short prayer, but this is a very audacious prayer, isn't it? He's fighting this battle. He knows he was, God's gonna, he's going to defeat them by day's end, but the battle's going on, and it's getting toward nightfall, and he's saying, God, I wanna, we need to defeat them before the day ends. So he prays to God that the day, the sun stands still in the sky, and that the day is longer so that he can finish what God has in store. That's an audacious prayer, isn't it? to pray for the sun to stop. What's even more amazing about this section of Scripture is in verse 13. Look what it says. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, till the nation avenged itself on its enemies, as is written in the book of Jashar. The sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been a day like it before or since a day when the Lord listened to a man surely the Lord was fighting for Israel now that's an audacious prayer isn't it <laughs> that's stretching our, our idea of what God can do something audacious and this is the truth it says no day or ever has happened like that since you know that there's never been a day that the sun has stood there like that but you know what? There have been moments that, that we have seen that, that God has intervened in the same type of way in the lives of people. There have been moments where God has stepped into a situation and done miraculous things. The same God who is capable of doing that is the same God that we worship today, and He is the same God that can do the impossible in your life and in my life and the life of this church. I don't know about you, but I want to live my life with that kind of audacious prayer. I want to live my life with that kind of audacious faith. I want to live my life trusting that God can do the miraculous. And I want to live my life stepping into divine moments with him where I need him to intervene in the, my life or I'm not going to make it. I want to step into moments with God where I say, you know what, God, I need you in this situation or I'm not going to make it. God, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know, I'm, but I'm just going to pray some prayer to you that says, you know, God, I need you to step into this situation. I want us to begin to think as people as we live our lives to say, you know what, God, you want us to live with audacious faith. 
You want to take a little community like us here in Shelby Township and to transform this world by your gospel. And you want us to step forward into that. And many of us think, you know what? Ah, you know, I don't really know if I could do that. I don't really know. God wants to grow every single one of our faiths and have us step into moments that when the impossible happens, there's nobody to blame other than God. And we went, wow, I never thought that could happen, God, but you did. And you did that in my life. Over, over um, Christmas break, I was cleaning out some old boxes at, uh, in my basement. And I came across uh, a series we did um, a number of years ago. It was when we first started the church. It was about 10 years ago. And we were talking about God's vision for our life and running a race for our life. And we actually had these cards that's kind of like a racer's, you know, bib card. And we had people write down what, what they were what would they were praying for, where they would love to see God take them. What's the vision for their life? Don't, don't limit yourself by anything you're doing. Don't limit yourself by your resources. Don't limit yourself by what you think you can do because God can grow you into something more. And this is what, what, these are some of the, the, the and these are some of our members here. Um, here's somebody named John from our church. He was working as an engineer, and he said this, I'd like, I'm, my prayer is that I go back to school and become a teacher and continue, as always, to do ministry for Jesus. Guess what John does now? He's not an engineer anymore. He's a teacher. He's a teacher. God, he, he was not then, but he wrote this. Um, there was a guy named Brandon who had only been a, a, a Christian for maybe a year. He said, I want to reach seekers and inspire people to grow in their relationship with God. This was a guy that was a brand new Christian who <laughs> was the, on our board and the president of our congregation for years. But he's a brand new Christian and he wanted to share his faith with others. Here's a a woman named Marie. (laughs) God wants me to create a safe and healthy environment for children. (laughs) And what does she do now? She's children director. As if it was forced. These were just dreams back then. These were just dreams and God intervened. Here was a guy named Jeff who said this. I'd like to work in men's ministry. Guess who heads the men's ministry up on Saturday morning? Jeff. These were dreams. These were, these were audacious prayers back then. And they had no idea how God was going to intervene. And how, but they said, I want to live my life with this kind of audacious faith. I want to start praying for these audacious things. I don't know, God, what you want to do. But I, I, as I've been praying, this is the direction. I don't know how it's going to work out, God, but I'm going to lean on you. I want to dare to do the impossible with you, God. And so I want to step into that moment. And so I don't know what's on our cards here today, but I think we've got some things as we begin to pray going through these next four weeks. And I want you to be asking God, where is it that you want me to go? What is the vision that you have for my life? Where is it that you want to take my faith? I mean, that is what happened in the life of, of Joshua. His, here he is. The enemy's getting away. He knows this is God's vision, but he doesn't know how it's going to work out. So he just prays this prayer. 
God, make the sun stand still for this day. Let me do the work that you've called. I, I know I can't get it done, you know, and, 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 and God just DVRs the sun and it just stops there, which is kind of an amazing prayer because when you think about it, the, it's the earth that spins, not the sun. So Joshua doesn't even get the science right of the prayer. You know, he doesn't even get it scientifically. But God doesn't go, you're not quite getting it, you know. Yeah, he just says, all right, Joshua, this is what's going to happen. We're going to do something miraculous, and, and we're going to answer your, your prayer. And what's fascinating about Joshua, when you look at that story, this is what he says. It says he spoke these words in the presence of the Israelites. He got really specific. He got really bold. He got really daring. And then he let everybody in on it. I would have probably said, mm, that would be a great idea, but I'll just quietly pray this prayer over here. <laughs> and then if God should do it, I'd be like, yeah, I prayed. It was awesome. Because what happens if he prays boldly for something and God doesn't come through? Well, now he's embarrassed. But you know what? He's, he's not thinking about himself. He's thinking about God. And when you begin to have audacious faith and audacious prayer, you're not worried about what other people think. You're saying, you know what, God? This is where you're calling me. This is what you want me to do. This is what I'm praying for. I'm just going to be bold with it. I'm going to be specific with it. And I don't care if I have to step out there. I know, God, you're going to intervene in my life. And so couple thoughts as we kind of close this message and we expand our prayer. First thing is this. If the size of your need today seems too big, think about it just for a second. If you're, you're thinking about the need in your life, it seems too big for you. Is this too big? And maybe you're thinking like this. And even Joshua, this, this situation that was going on in his life, why he, was, he had actually should have taken care of this this enemy a long time ago but he had sinned and he had messed up and he had let them hang around for a while and then it became a bigger problem in his life and now God is cleaning it up in his life and the interesting thing is he could have said you know what this need is too big I created this need I know you told me to handle this years ago God but I didn't handle it and now I need to handle it and I don't really know God and I don't know if you, you want to answer me because I've messed up once before and I, I screwed up in this area and sometimes we see that the need is too, seems too big. Maybe that's where you're at even with financial peace. You're looking at it and go, I screwed up too much, and I made the mistakes, or I failed too much, or I, I stopped dreaming. And maybe that's where some of you are. You know, you just stopped dreaming. You kind of got into this monotony of your Christian walk, and you've stopped dreaming. And you don't even think that God can change you. And you see that the size of this need seems too big. There's no way that God could change me. If the size of your need seems too big to, to you for you, it just might be the right size for God. Because God specializes in answering audacious prayers. He specializes. And he's grateful when we pray these kinds of prayers. And we're just moving right into God's wheelhouse when you pray something that is too big for us. Why does God love it when we pray for something big? Because when it happens, where can the glory go? Only to him, not to us, only to him. And the second thing, second thought for us, if the size of your vision isn't daunting to you, think a second about what you're believing for. 
These things were daunting at that point to them. It's like, I don't know how God's going to do this. It's, and, then, and maybe you're thinking, well, Joshua, he was the leader of God's people. He was kind of a superstar. You know, I'm not that kind of person. God couldn't use me. You know, when you came in this morning and you got coffee, did you guys read the Bible verse that was above the coffee? Did you read that? It's there every week. It says, God can do immeasurably more than you ask or imagine. Immeasurably more. And he's not saying, I can do immeasurably more if you're like the awesome Christian like Joshua. No, no, no. That's a promise to every single one of us, no matter what our background is. God can do immeasurably more. That in his word, he says, I can do immeasurably more. And so here, if the size of your vision isn't daunting to you, it just might be insulting to God. God wants us to step into moments where this thing feels daunting that I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how. I don't know how. And you know what? That's why we're doing this strength finders because you know what, God? You want to step into our life and help us to, to do this and you maybe want to grow us in the process of it because you want to develop us as leaders because the interesting thing about Joshua is he didn't just stay God, stand, have the, 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 the sun stand still and bring down more hail because I just don't want to do anything. I've put in my time. I've worked for a day. I know, God, you'd never ask me to work extra overtime, you, you know, because God, you know I've put in a full eight-hour day you know, uh, you wanted me to do extra. I, 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 I've done enough, so just take care of it. No, no, no. What does he pray? He says, you know what, God, make the day stand still because I want to keep fighting. I want to keep battling. I want to battle till it's finished. I want to go the extra mile. I want to do whatever it takes. I'm going to work two full days for you, God, because I, I, I want to see your glory in this world. And he steps into that moment. He steps into that moment. And we don't step forward and fight for, to earn God's favor. We don't step into to earn salvation. We've been redeemed to step into moments like this. Our salvation has been given to us in Christ so that we can live moments like that. So let me ask this as we close. What is your audacious prayer? What are the 13 words, as, as Joshua said, just 13 words, doesn't that be a long prayer? What is it today? What are you praying for? What are you dreaming about? What are you scared to maybe even mention to anyone? Because this is what God has been put, put in your heart to do. And you've been wrestling around with it. And you know God wants you to step into that moment. You know God wants you to do this, but you're afraid. And maybe you think it's too daunting. What is it? And let's journey the next four weeks in discovering that and then praying that and then stepping into those moments. Let's pray. Jesus Christ, we come before you as people that oftentimes when it comes to prayer, we pray safe, comfortable, easy, generic prayers. And God, you want to transform our prayer life. You want to reveal to us that, you know what, God, we need to think bigger. We need to dream bigger. We need to pray bolder. We need to step into divine moments. God, we need your divine intervention in our lives, and we want to live our lives that way. And so, Jesus Christ, we're coming before you this morning, and we ask that you'd expand our heart. You, we ask that you'd expand our faith. 
We'd ask you, you, Christ, that this week, that we would begin to dream again. That we would begin to, to, when we see a need, that it wouldn't overwhelm us, but it would give us a sense of anticipation because you're going to answer that need. That when we would see something that seems impossible, but that immediately our mind would go to prayer and say, God, you can do the impossible. And so I'm going before you and I'm lifting up this need to you. That we would look at our lives and live our lives where we're, we're following you like Joshua. That our heart is so in, be, in, in tune with you <laughs> that we begin to think audacious thoughts and we begin to pray audacious prayers and then we begin to live audacious lives. In your name, Christ, we pray.